0: Do you know more about the Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV gossip, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. So come along with me, your host Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another episode of Adventures in Reality TV. Uh, hope everybody has had a lovely first week of January 2023. Um, I have been, you know, just going back to back to the grind after a little bit of time off work from the holidays, um, you know, getting back into the swing of things and All that fun stuff. You know, that beginning of January type of stuff. Um, This is the last week of Sister Wives for this current season, season 17. So I'll be covering the part three of the one-on-ones, the mano-e-manos, as I like to call them, um, for Sister Wives. We get a lot of talk of respect this uh, episode. God, Cody and his fucking respect. Demands it of everybody, but can't give it to anyone. Um, however, just in some other, uh, reality TV fun, the season of the new season of the circle has continued. So I watched the new batch of episodes again, I'm not a fan of this Brett guy and I really don't like Xanthi screaming at that TV all the time. I could really, really go, you know, I could lose them and not have any problem with it. Uh, we also saw that Shubi returned, Shubi from season one, the one season I really, really love and remember. He comes back um, and is working as a catfish. Oh, spoiler alerts anybody if you haven't caught up on the uh, the circle yet. Don't listen to this part. But anyway, so Shubi comes back and he is a catfish named Sasha, so a, a girl that... I don't even know exactly what her profile was. Oh, she was a blogger, a tech blogger. And so, of course, Shuby has no idea how to interact as her. <laughs> and ends up creating a whole mess of shit for himself. Uh, pretty much, like, creating alliances with people and then turning his back on them. Um, you know, creating this, like, mutiny of the new players entering the circle against the old players, which nobody went for. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. I like Shubi. He makes interesting TV. Um, And then we also have this, I think my most entertaining cast member this season to watch is probably Marvin or mm, maybe Sam. Marvin, just because everything he says, it's like the first thing he's ever experienced it in his life. Um, And he just kind of like enters the circle with such this wonder and amazement at everything going on and it's just really entertaining to watch I also oh and I also really like Sam Sam is very entertaining to me um I like her commentary and you know her vibe throughout the whole uh throughout the whole you know circle chat and everything and the way that she like talks to people is very very fun for me um so yeah I you know I've just been watching that and enjoying it. I may do like a roundup episode kind of talking about everything, maybe for like the finale or something. <clears throat> um, but yeah, also I've been continuing my 90 Day Fiance journey. I started watching actual 90 Day Fiance. Uh, I started with season six because I remember a while ago I went over to a friend's house and she was like, oh my God, this is the really funny season. Um I think what it was is because I remember Asuelo, the guy from Samoa who called condoms are, or said that condoms are for slut people (laughs) because he didn't use one with his fiance and then she ended up getting pregnant right away. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so that's been a fun watch. And yeah, that's also this season, season six is with uh, Colt and Larissa, that who I know have infamous 90 day fiance, uh, legacy same with Debbie cult mom um so yeah that will be interesting to see how that unfolds I mean I know they end up getting divorced I know like um but just to kind of see all the madness play out I haven't watched those you know seen that before I've only just heard about it and read about it on the internet that type of stuff um and then there's also this one couple in season six Eric and Lita so Lita is from Indonesia uh, and apparently she comes from a very, very wealthy, well-to-do family, and she lives in a really big house. She has a lot of, like, she has drivers and butlers and stuff, and for some reason she found this, uh, bland-ass, like, white guy that lives in Baraboo, Wisconsin, some small town in Wisconsin, um, and he can't even afford to, like, have his own apartment, because I found out after some snooping on Reddit that he actually didn't have his own place, and he was living in his daughter's apartment, and so he brings this woman over to the United States on a K-1 visa, expecting to marry her in 90 days. This woman also has a five-year-old son who she's bringing with to essentially have this guy play dad for, and he doesn't even have any sort of, like, bed for, he has a twin bed in this two-bedroom apartment that he is sharing with his daughter that he is expecting to be kicked out. And, like, it's so bizarre. And his daughter at one point asked, like, I don't get this. If she's so well-to-do and so amazing and, like, rich and stuff, why is she coming to little old Baraboo, Wisconsin? Like, what? It makes no sense. I agree. I was also doing some more reading on the Reddits, and apparently Lita has uh, gotten herself into some trouble with driving and I think she killed somebody with her car allegedly so maybe that's why she's trying to get to the United States um she also lies and says that she's a medical doctor in Indonesia which uh records have shown she's not she's more like a nurse's assistant kind of equivalent whatever the equivalent of that is in her country um so yeah she's a fucking hot mess and so is this Eric guy that uh she's hitching her wagon too, (laughs) but it's also a train wreck and I love to fucking watch it. So (laughs) yeah, that's just a little bit of the stuff I've been enjoying with, um, 90 day fiance. And, uh, I want to do an episode at some point and talk about it. We'll see and go from there. Maybe I'll talk about season six or the roundup of the couples. Um, I've got a lot of ideas and I need to kind of figure out a problem with me is I have a lot of these ideas and then I have a problem of trying to figure out how I execute it and how I like make the time and plan the note-taking and stuff, because to cover like an entire season of something in one episode kind of I have to I have to get better at, at doing that and kind of making a synopsis of stuff. I know I've been able to do it before, but um it's just a little bit of like inside baseball for you. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, let's get into the part three of these one-on-ones, the final part. So I guess this is all she wrote for currently now. I'm curious, when were these filmed? Does anybody know when these were filmed? Because I thought they would have been filmed in 2022, but I, well, I'm thinking it was like early 2022 that they were filming this. Maybe, or I don't know, honestly, this seems really confusing, but anyways, um, Yeah, so we know going into this already that Cody and Janelle have separated. Obviously, Cody has said that he doesn't want anything to do with Mary and be married with Mary anymore. So, um, that isn't surprising, like, when we leave these tell-alls and actually, you know, get all of the information that's put out there. Um... But we continue off from uh, Cody's little silent treatment he gives Suki because she asked about his relationship with Robin. So if you remember last week, that's where it ended off with Cody, you know, he looks around and then looks down at his watch like a condescending prick. And um, Suki kind of asks like, oh, do we have time? And then he tells Suki he's not going to talk about Robin. Um, again, what the fuck are we doing here, sir? You're being paid to talk about the relationships you have with four women. The whole reason we're here, Cody, is not to get, you know, gun-selling advice or hair tips from you. That's for fucking sure. So start talking. <laughs> so Suki asks if, you know, will he at least react to the clip that she's about to show him. And then Cody, like, the petulant fucking man-child he is, he's like, he makes a little sly grin. He's like, sure, Maybe. Okay, like, yeah, maybe I'll play along with you and make it easy for you to do your fucking job. Oh, God, he's an ass. So they play um, a clip. Uh, It's the clip of, where did my computer go? Okay, sorry, my computer went to sleep for a second. (laughs) Anyway, so they play some clips. um, And this is the, it's more of the conversation with Cody and Christine uh, at her house from the way beginning of the season and you know we see cody and robin's picture-in-picture reaction to christine saying in that talking head that um cody has a favorite wife and that apparently christine isn't treating her well enough and cody and robin don't give much of a reaction um they just kind of look at robin like looks away you can tell she does not like this favorite talk at all so then um you know we get more clips of talking heads with robin saying you know the wives are just assuming that he's more attentive to her but you know they don't see how they actually interact okay robin and then we also get clips of janelle and cody's conversation at fat olives and um you know we get that really (laughs) stupid scene of cody getting in janelle's face and telling her that he has someone who is fundamentally loyal to him already robin the one he won't talk about (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me so after the clip package ends cody says to suki um, that pretty much that was just a lot of sour graping on christine's part <laughs> so all of the concerns all of the issues that christine has cody just equates it to sour grapes <laughs> god so of course that you know he says that he realized in vegas that christine wasn't happy unless she was getting more than everyone else or was it that she's not willing to stay quiet about being jealous and feeling less loved than Robin? Is that is that what you mean to say? <laughs> I mean, it's very obvious at this point, and for the rest of the one-on-ones, Cody sees no error in his ways of how he's acted or treated Christine, and he has no problem talking shit about her. So, you know, it's all about respect with Cody, but he has no fucking respect to give anybody else. Um, and then this is where, oh God, Suki tries to bring up um to Cody, you know, the idea Christine was envious of Robin and his relationship with Robin and wanting, you know, the same connection that Cody has with Robin. And this is where he gets very aggressive in his conversation, the way he's interacting with Suki, and he asks, Does that make Robin and I bad? He's doing a real like Captain Phillips, I'm I'm the captain now type of thing with Suki, and it's, oh, it's really gross and unsettling to watch. Suki says no, but, and then Cody interrupts her really rudely and goes, stop where you're going. He immediately goes into defending Robin, and he says, you know, Cody and Christine would go on special dates and trips out of town, and Robin had to watch Cody and Christine too. It's like, Cody... His favoritism of Robin and shit-talking of Christine is so second-nature to him now that, like, I don't think he's realizing that him immediately taking up for Robin is just proving Christine's point even more. Like, literally, the second that any sort of envy is brought up on Christine's behalf, Cody has to be like, Well, that doesn't make me and Robin bad. What? That has nothing to do with Robin being favored. You know, she didn't get jealous of Christine when we would do... It's all about, well, Robin was nice and didn't get mad when jealous. So why isn't Christine? <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. Since, you know, now that Suki has brought up Robin, she's in Cody's crosshairs. Uh, And so she's the enemy... Cody wants to make damn sure that Suki stops spewing these lies about him and make it out to be like Robin and Cody are bad, okay? Um, anyways, so Cody is saying that everyone is looking at that situation of him and Robin as unfairness, and that is the danger of polygamy. Yes, the danger of polygamy, when you end up favoring your other wife and people start noticing it. (laughs) Yeah. So Suki asks Cody, um... You know, you have, she's like, you have to see where Christine is coming from when, you know, she's saying that she wants that connection with, uh, Cody. And this is where Cody essentially, uh, is quoting Kim K and says, Christine has to get off her ass and work. (laughs) He says, well, he says, like, oh, well, Christine needs to put effort into the relationship. And then he starts going on into this whole, you know, merits of the relationship and that, you know, she needs to be a giving and loving person. Again, more reiteration of this whole thing that, like, Cody only will love his wives if they behave well, and if they're nice and loving to Robin. (laughs) You know, and so that's what, in Cody's mind, gives the relationship merit, I'm using quotation, um you know, and, and this is the beginning also of his convoluted circle talk that he pulls every time he's trying to defend being a dick or being, um, you know, an unloving husband or not being there for his wives. He goes in these circle, this convoluted fundy talk, man, is the fucking Duggars do it. It's, oh, it's so prominent in FLDS stuff. Like the men literally are taught to talk like this and create, it's like circle talk where it makes you confused and you forget what the actual point is that you're trying to argue and, and bring across to the person. And Cody does it constantly with Suki. It's so annoying. Um, but Suki comes right out and asks Cody, is Robin the favorite wife? And this is where we've seen this clip of Cody responding. And he says, you know, that is the most unfair question. Um, and so, again, this is when Cody goes into, you know, it's so unfair for Suki to ask him this, you know, because she doesn't know how much work Robin has done, and what she's done as a person, and the sacrifices she's made, and then Cody makes a real emphasis on uh, the games she hasn't played. Mm. Because, remember, Robin isn't a game player. She's not a fan of orcs, like Christine, and, you know, she probably hates criminal minds, <laughs> so... She hates Shamar more, and that's loyalty in Cody's mind, okay, baby? That's loyalty. So, um, this is when Cody continues with that bullshit, convoluted circle talk, I say, and he says, it's not about a favorite. It's about finding favor. Oh, okay. That's, it, just, why don't you try and manipulate and make it sound more fucking indirect as possible? It's about finding favor. Isn't having a favorite meaning you've found favor in that person? Like, finding that's some college freshman English jargon right there. Like, that's some shit that you say to try and increase your word count in a paper. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, and this whole entire time, Cody is so condescending in his way that he's talking to Suki. It's like he's talking to her like she's a dumb little lady who doesn't know how to use her big words correctly. And, you know, he's talking kind of slow and loud, you know, making emphasis on words. And it's absolutely belittling. I give Suki a lot of credit for not just being like, fuck you, Cody, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this asshole. I could, I'm going back to my other journalism jobs. I'm not talking to this fucking weirdo anymore. (laughs) Um... You know, and then Cody continues using his, his big boy words and claims that Christine... Uh, <laughs> Christine is using... What did he say? Enmity. Enmity towards... Which I think is just animosity. Whatever. I, shut up. Shut up. Just say that Robin's your favorite and you don't like that Christine is jealous and that's why she sucks. Okay? Just say it. Um, And then this is... Cody goes into like Robin has only been nice to Christine and that there's a character issue. It's not just about his character. It's about theirs, not theirs, Christine's. Because um, essentially what Cody is saying here is that Christine's inability to be nice to Robin is a, is a flaw in her character pretty much. So then Cody brings up a question like he, he's like, you know, I asked my wives, you know, do you want to gain favor with me by being loyal and never allowing someone to trash talk me? Or do they want to be the one to trash talk me? Yikes, yikes, yikes. Again, Cody says that Mary, Janelle, and Christine have all trash talked him since the beginning of their marriages. Um, and as far as he's aware, Cody says, Robin will put up her dukes if you talk shit in front of her about Cody. You know, so Robin's the loyal soldier. She's still standing there and getting Cody's favor again. Not his. She's not his favorite, but... She gets his favor. Remember that. Um, while the rest of those shit-talking bitches can go get bent, as far as Cody's concerned. <laughs> like, well, I swear, this man has no idea what the fuck comes out of his mouth, and he's just like, yeah, all those <laughs> all those other wives have been talking shit about me, and you know what? Robin fucking stands up and puts her dukes up for me. But I, she's not my favorite, but uh, she's loyal to me. <laughs> Shut up. So Christine immediately... Uh, tells Suki that Janelle doesn't deserve any of that. I think she's referring to the conversation at Fat Olives where um, Cody is telling Janelle that he has Robin, who is fundamentally loyal to him. Christine says that Janelle, um, you know, Janelle's like always been so loyal, or at least was, to Cody. I like that she she put that little emphasis on, or at least was. And Christine says that you know there'd be countless times that she would bring up things that she wasn't happy with with Cody to Janelle, and Janelle would. Always be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Cody is a great husband or Cody's a great dad. Oh, like super loyal to him or at least not talking shit like Cody likes to say. Um, And then Christine says, like, come on, we all know it's obvious where Cody wants to spend his time, which is very true. Like you make time for the things that you want to. And then Janelle starts giggling and talking to Suki and she's like, you know, loyal, kiss the ring. And she summarizes, you know, Cody's demands by essentially saying, like, he's saying, be loyal to me and then we're good. Um, you know, he wants wives that abide and comply to him. That's all Cody wants. Like he says later in the episode, love doesn't mean anything to me. Respect is what I want. God. The poster child of toxic masculinity, Cody Brown. (laughs) So Janelle says, um, you know, she thought her and Christine were always loyal to Cody. She said, she, you know, it always seemed that way, but apparently they weren't loyal enough. Not as loyal as Robin. So Suki asked Janelle if she feels that Robin is the favorite. And Janelle says that her and her kids definitely feel like Cody spends a disproportionate amount of time between Robin's house and the other houses. Very true. Um, and, of course, Cody will just... Uh, equate that oh well that's COVID and we then see later too Robin really likes to place the blame on the wives too for that so Suki tells Janelle um that Cody says he favors Robbie Robin and that he did not like when she brought up the word favorite and um you know she tells Janelle like oh he does things Robin does things to earn that favor immediately this makes Janelle like burst out laughing because she's laughing at the word earn and Suki is like okay well to be fair to be fair that's a word I use she you know because she knows that Cody's gonna come back and hear her try and put words in his mouth and he will like burn her house down in her sleep okay you know we don't want that so Suki is very quick to be like that's my word that's my word to be fair um, but you know, you know, Janelle's picking up what Suki is throwing down. Like, earn is absolutely the correct word, and what Cody would have like. I think he does does mean that when he says like, "Oh, my wives are loyal." Well, Robin is loyal, so she earns my love. Where you guys aren't, so you don't get anything. Yeah. Um, you know, Janelle says there is this undertone with Cody that if you do what he wants you to do, then he can love you. So essentially, you know conditional love Cody's love language is compliance let's be real you know is that the sixth love language maybe that we don't know yet and Cody's the only one that has it no I think I mean there's unfortunately probably a lot of partners out there in the world men and women um and i non-bi- non-binary that uh may think their love language is compliance which is scary anyways so Janelle says that she doesn't think Robin is controlling like the messaging of that or whatever the fuck she means but um, she does, she just shares with Cody and he listens. And Janelle says, like, they just have a more of a give and a take and a more complete relationship. See, exactly. It's not only Christine noticing it. So Suki asks Janelle if she thinks Robin um, is trying to bring the family back together. And this is what I love. Janelle is like, eh, I don't know. We're all mixed about that. And Janelle flat out has no problem saying, like, she doesn't always think Robin is this perfect person that's going to make the family great. You know, Robin is no saint, baby. She thinks everyone has dark and light in them. I think, uh, is Janelle a Star Wars fan? Is she, like, you know, gotta stay in the middle of the light side and the dark side? A real, you know, it's a balance of the forces. (laughs) Anyways... Uh, so then we get Mary, she wakes up from her Eeyore nap, and tells Suki that Robin is the one Cody is definitely most comfortable with. (laughs) Um, so in so many words, yes, she says that Robin is Cody's favorite, and Mary claims she's seen Cody be more comfortable with each of the wives over the years. Okay, again, Mary's just playing the fucking politician, trying to be, you know, amicable to everybody and not actually say anything, um... And then Suki asks Mary if she thinks Cody is holding Robin up to a higher standard and expects everyone to be like her. And, you know, Mary then brings up that she thinks Cody values loyalty. Um, and all of the wives know what Cody wants. They all have said loyalty. And R-E-S-P-E-C-T. We are finding what out finding out what it means to Cody, baby. <laughs> so um, Christine then says it's... It felt very apparent to her from the beginning that Robin was the favorite. You know, she doesn't say that Robin, you know, that makes Robin the scapegoat. It's just that they found each other. And this is where Christine starts to tell tell Suki that she thinks Robin and Cody are soulmates. Um, which I'm not mistaken. Remember, God, this was many seasons ago. Cody flat out even said that he has never felt as emotionally fulfilled by any of his wives as he does from Robin. Imagine your husband fucking of 20 years is like, yeah, I've never felt actually truly emotionally fulfilled by a woman until I met her. Fucking shoot me. Oh my god, that would suck to fucking hear that. Are you kidding me? So, like, if that just doesn't scream favorite and soulmate, then I don't know what else does. Like, Christine's spot on. You know, Robin and Cody found each other and they're both very much in love with each other and they have a monogamous relationship But he just happened to have three wives already when they met. Like, that is what it comes down to. Let's be real. Um, You know, and this is really sad when Christine says, you know, she didn't know what a soulmate looked like before that. And she didn't realize that a marriage could feel like that. Which, like I said, that is sad as fuck to hear. To think, like, until she saw her husband fall in love with another woman, she didn't realize that you, like, a marriage is like that. Ugh. Ugh. And then, you know, Christine, having her eternal optimism, she says that her and Cody had something really, really special and awesome and super fun and, you know, how Christine always is. But what it came down to is when she needed his help and he wouldn't give it, um, then she saw Robin come into the family and he was everything for her and she was everything for him. And Christine says that they were just like a unit together pretty much. And that's exactly it. That's what we've all been seeing for 17 seasons now suki brings up this comment um to robin essentially asking like you know robin do you see how christine's optics are and how things have changed over the last few years and like your family has emerged in such a different way blah 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 um And I will be honest, this is actually where we get to see some of Robin's, like, true emotions and feelings coming out. There's always, uh, of course, there's always that air of high hoarseness with her. And, you know, she's always going to be the pious peacemaker and have that act a bit. But she does actually, like, give some answers here with conviction and emotion (laughs) a bit. Um, And I was like, okay, Robin, I think you're wrong. And the things you're saying suck, but, like... I think this is actually what she truly thinks instead of just trying to be this bland, like, matron of, you know, we just need to work it out. <laughs> but anyways, Robin tells Suki, um, Janelle and Christine made choices that their relationships, uh, that made their relationships like how they are and essentially, uh, made Robin and Cody's relationship better as a result. And Robin says that they pretty much handed him to her basically saying, you know, here, you spend time with him basically because of their choices. That is not at all what they said to her, but okay, Robin, go off, I guess. So she's saying that, you know, Janelle and Christine made choices that made it so Cody wasn't, you know, because of Cody's personal beliefs that he wasn't comfortable spending time with them. You know, this is obviously regarding COVID, which, uh, reminder, Cody and Robin are not vaccinated against. still, but, you know, we got Thick-Necked Baboon arguing that Christine and Janelle made choices that made Cody uncomfortable. Shut the fuck up, you ding-dong, and get a fucking vaccine. Then talk to me about people making poor choices. Like, she felt the nerve of her to say that type of shit. So then Robin continues going on that Cody was protecting their health and their jobs. Uh, what job, Robin? You don't work. You sleep until noon, and you sit outside talking to Mary, self-recording. Like, what is there to protect, you know? Like, oh, he was so protective driving out of state to gun shows with a bunch of unmasked Petri dishes? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's like, this is, and this is the type of shit where it's like, okay, Robin, give us some conviction, but you still sound like a fucking asshole. (laughs) Um, you know, saying, oh, they all made it choices that Cody wasn't comfortable. Well, why is Cody making choices to not be vaccinated? Why is Cody making choices to travel out of state for a friend's fucking wedding? Huh? Can you answer that? So, um, you know, and then, Robin is like, well, you know, of course the relationship is going to flourish more with my kids because he's around more. And, you know, of course, we now know in Robin's mind that is Christine and Janelle's fault. So now Sakanya brings up Christine's comments about Robin and Cody being soulmates. And you can tell Robin does not like this. She starts getting all weepy and, you know, she's saying Cody and Christine were so cute together, almost like, you know. It's like what you would say about, like, an old college couple that you knew that, like, broke up after a few years together. Like, oh, they were so cute together. But it's like that, you know, that doesn't mean that eventually, uh, you know, he won't pick a favorite wife and stop being a good husband just because they were cute at one point. So Robin continues um, to put the blame on Christine and saying, you know, her and Cody had something really special, but she didn't take care of it. You know, and Robin claims that Cody wants a soulmate experience with each of his wives. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does, Robin. Um, And then this is when Robin brings up a story about when they were courting and everyone came to her apartment, five hours away, and I guess they were listening to a song and Christine and Cody stared right at each other and got teary-eyed right in front of Robin. Okay, (laughs) that was also 10 years ago, Robin, and you weren't married yet. Um, And so Robin continues her Cody crusade and says he's a loving person, a loving husband. And, you know, what we're essentially seeing is years of people not taking care of their relationship. Robin says Cody and his wives rejected his affection and, you know, because they're uncomfortable or they don't like it. And so in Robin's mind, she says, I'm sorry, if you're rejecting his affection, that's not going to be a good thing for your relationship. And then, you know, Robin goes on, if you keep nagging your husband about what you don't get even though you had this apple in your hand and you want the other wives' oranges. Well, maybe Christine likes oranges more than apples, Robin. Ever think about that, you asshole? <laughs> you know, and so this is all back to how is Cody supposed to feel appreciated if Christine's always nagging him, you know? And so how is Cody supposed to feel appreciated? Okay. Hi, Horse Robin, again, just trotting it. I need the coconuts from uh, <laughs> Monty Python. Um... So Robin says she has seen Cody be sweet and romance each of his wives when they've gone through struggles. And then she weirdly brings up these things like stretch marks and weight gain and then like money problems and stuff. I'm curious what Cody has said in front of Robin about the other wives for like weight and stuff to be the first thing that she brings up coming to mind I don't know. It's a little weird to me, but anyways. Robin continues doubling down that, you know, Cody had sweet things with each of the wives. You know, she doesn't understand. Again, why is Christine looking at her orange when she has an apple, damn it? Stop looking at my orange, bitch, and eat your apple. (laughs) Like I said, maybe Christine likes oranges more. Um, But Robin is just trying to make the point, you know, it's not better, it's just different. And it's very obvious, like, Robin is exactly repeating the same talking points that Cody has, you know, about it's not the same, it's it's different, you can't compare relationships, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Robin continues to claim that each of the wives have something with Cody that she does not have. Uh, well, you have a legal marriage, and none of them do. What do you say about that, Mary? <laughs> So anyways, uh, Robin then says she doesn't know how to sympathize with them other than, I'm sorry when it's hard. But when the relationships are hard, you get your butt in there and you work it out. Like Kim K said, you need to get off your ass and work. Nobody wants to work today. <laughs> Nobody works as hard as Robin at being a good wife to Cody. Now Suki wants to talk about the holiday discussion, essentially when Cody like went off and screamed at Janelle about... The holidays and the boys not coming and um you know, we get the unvaccinated martyr Cody going on about how he had this near death experience and Janelle just, you know, never sympathized with him and all this type of shit, and it's like, Oh god, okay. And he and that's exactly what Janelle's reaction to it was was like, Okay, fine. Um and Suki asks, you know, why does Janelle roll her her eyes when she sees the part about, you know, Cody and Robin, Robin is essentially saying to Cody, like, oh, your feelings, you've been so rejected this last year, and so your hurt feelings from COVID, and Janelle says that she gets tired of Counselor Robin, thank you, now we fucking said it, always trying to play the peacemaker for Cody, and I love that's how Janelle put it, Counselor Robin, Ah, I love it. Janelle says Cody acts like the only person who has been hurt or has pain. And this thing with Christine has been coming for a long time and he acts really surprised about it. <laughs> I am loving this, Janelle. Yes, this is exactly what everyone has been thinking and she is saying it. She is the Greek chorus right now and I love it. Janelle says Robin is just placating Cody by saying that stuff. Um, you know, and she brings up that her boys feel just as rejected as Cody does. How could they not? I find it really interesting. They did not bring up the clip of, or the talking head of Gabe crying that his dad forgot his birthday, which I found interesting. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why they didn't want to talk about that. Uh, Maybe they did and it didn't go well and they edited it out. I don't know. Uh, So then Suki asked Janelle if her sons uh, had to call Cody and Robin to apologize to them. And Janelle says, like, that was the first ultimatum, which we knew. uh, But then, you know, Robin brought up, well, what about a conversation? But Cody still has not reached out to the boys. And she knows that, like, Cody still feels like they have to come to him. Of course, because Cody also doesn't realize that he's the fucking parent in this situation. So his sons, you know, if they aren't little loyal soldiers to him, they can fuck off. Janelle says she... Um, you know, it was super intense and when he was yelling at her and it was essentially like she was being called to repent for being like a bad wife. Suki asked Cody why he said to Janelle in the conversation, oh, if you walk away, that's a bad idea. And Cody says it was because he was just at a breaking point and was so mad. You've been at a lot of breaking points this season, haven't you, Cody? That's it. You just like to scream at your wives now. Um, and he claims, you know, he knows it was absolutely stupid, but at the time, You know, he said that his wife had no empathy for his divorce. Only a statement that makes sense in Sister wives' world. And, you know, he knew that Janelle had been traveling and hanging out with Christine, and so that made him bitter. Plain and simple. We know. It's because he doesn't like that Janelle and Christine are friends. So Cody pretty much says his emotions were from feeling betrayed and rejected. Suki asks, why is that, you know, Cody's or Janelle's fault? And Cody claims that he's not blaming her, but... He has, and he's flat out blamed her and said that the problems with his kids all season are because of her. So that's just a big old pile of horse shit. But Cody pretty much just says that Janelle never took his side with her boys. Again, it's all about loyalty. It's all loyalty for him. Suki says, uh, that's kind of blaming. You're, You're making her choose you or her kids. That's a hard spot to put a mother in. And this is where Cody pretty much says he doesn't understand why it's so complicated. Well, because you have four fucking families and you're trying to make, you know, when COVID happens, it's almost like it's really hard to have that many kids and that much family and be safe without having to play favorites. Um, And so then Cody tries to make the point that they, you know, the boys had to find houses when Janelle had to move, you know, when her lease was up and she moved to the RV. And Cody wants to know why they couldn't have done that sooner Um, during COVID when you know they weren't abiding by his mandates then this is when oh I uh, trigger warning for the grossest fucking thing ever I threw up in my mouth when Cody says if one of my little children were to get sick and die because someone had to get his pencil wet (laughs) he is talking about his son getting it in I don't want to ever hear Cody talk about that ever again. I don't ever want to hear him talk about his son's penises. I don't want to hear about his son's getting laid or referring to his pencils getting wet. Stop, 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 stop. I wanted to jump out of my fucking balcony, off my balcony when I saw that. Or when I heard that. Give me the ick saying that shit. Don't talk about sex, Cody. You know nothing about it. (laughs) also just add that to the fact of like a pile of shit thing to say about your kids like oh i'd never be able to forgive them if they gave my kids covid because they wanted to have sex what like how about you could probably gave your kids covid because you weren't fucking safe and you were traveling out of state and you weren't like it's ironic that you were scared of them catching covid and giving it to you but you were the one that caught it and gave it to everybody too but, you know, so essentially what Cody is saying in the grossest way fucking possible, that is if one of his kids died, uh, he would never be able to forgive the guy who brought it in. Let me ask Cody, would he have been able to forgive himself if truly died from kidney failure eight years ago because he wasn't properly taking care of her? Hmm. I don't know. Just just questions I have. So, um, you know, now Cody says, you know, all this side-taking and shit. He is estranged from Gabe and Garrison, and now they won't talk to each other now. Suki asks, you know, does that disappoint and hurt you deeply? And he says, yeah. So Suki is like, well, then say that to him. So, um, I'm still reeling from this wet pencil comment. Now, Cody looks directly into the camera, and I'm scared. I'm just, I'm gonna tell you right now, when I saw it, I'm like, don't look at me. I don't want to do, I had to like, I, I couldn't watch it. But essentially, he says right into the camera, boys, I'm sorry. I was trying to protect my family. Next time, I'd manage it differently, and I'm sorry. I don't know how genuine that was, but who knows? (laughs) When was this filmed? I wonder, you know, I guess they'll see this tonight or today whenever they watch it. If they do watch it, will they reach out when they see this aired? I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. Um, So now we talk about Janelle and Cody's discussion at Fat Olives. Interestingly, Cody says that he loves Janelle and wants to work on things with her. And I found this very interesting that he said Janelle has suffered more in plural marriage than the other wives. I was not expecting that, especially because, you know, Cody, no one has ever suffered more than Cody. And I would assume he would think because Robin has come cap in hand so many times And has just wanted to be loved that maybe she's the one that suffered the most. But he's giving Janelle credit. Okay. Um, You know, and he's claiming that Janelle came into plural marriage idealistically and then was shattered by the experience. Okay. I'd like Janelle to elaborate on that some more. Like, what does that mean? Um, You know, and so we see a replay of that conversation at the restaurant Um, you know, bringing up that stuff has gone under the bridge and he's not going to ignore it. Remember when he was calling Gabe and Garrison, the alcoholic family (laughs) and, you know, all again, just to come back to talk about respect for his position in the family. And, um, Cody clearly comes off in that clip, like he wants to make things work with Janelle, but you know, it's always about, we have to redefine the family christine left that's how your family is now defined (laughs) like there it is so now um cody tells suki after watching that clip of him and janelle talking you know he's coming off of divorce and he wants a better relationship now i wonder what mary thinks about him saying that because it's obvious he doesn't want to make the relationship with her any better um as a result of this divorce but just with robin and janelle huh so, Robin is saying, anyways, Cody is saying that Christine, you know, she probably left because she was juxtaposing her relationship against another, and he's not gonna let that happen again. Suki says that, um, you know, she tells Cody straight up, you weren't being vulnerable enough, and Cody's like, vulnerable? Christine just left and Janelle was chasing her! Also, we know, Cody can't be vulnerable, he thinks that's for women. Ugh! be vulnerable. That's the most unmanly thing in the world, according to Cody, Cody Brown. Um, you know, and then of course, Cody says he wasn't vulnerable because for two years he was disrespected and it made him really know who was going to respect him and who wasn't going to, Mm. you know, it's all about that respect baby. And he needs to know, Suki asks Cody if he feels like Janelle has disrespected him, disrespected him, and he says, "Absolutely, she doesn't respect me." Suki asks why, and so Cody then sighs, looks around, and then goes, "Oh, you want me to tell you why she doesn't respect me?" And then Suki says, "Well, I'm going to ask her also. You know, like I'm I'm doing due diligence here. I'll ask both of you." And Cody says, "Oh, so that means more shit talking about me. You know, more disrespect." <laughs> So Suki asks Janelle, "Is this love? Is this love that I'm feeling? <laughs> Sorry for my bad singing. Um, and pretty much at this point, Janelle will say no. She says it's duty, it's commitment, it's faith. And she lets her know that it's been a few months they've been separated. and Janelle says she's really happy. Um, and she tells Suki that like she just became indifferent and she really didn't care anymore. That is, you know, it, people sometimes say uh, it's not the worst thing to be hated by somebody. It's the worst thing to feel indifferent about somebody. Hate, you at least care. Where if you feel indifferent, it doesn't matter anymore. So, you know, Suki asks if she still respects Cody. Janelle says yes, um, but she's still really mad about what's happened with their kids, rightfully so. So she's losing respect for him. Uh oh. Uh Uh-oh, that's going to trigger Cody. We don't want that. Um, You know, and then Suki says, well, he says that he feels disrespected by you. And Janelle's like, well, feelings mutual, bud. It's a two-way street. (laughs) She's not wrong. Janelle says, um, you know, if Cody had truly been looking out for her and her kids, he would have made a way to work it out with all of the families instead of spending all of his time with the wife in the house, where he was respected and obeyed. Yup, yup, yup. That's exactly it. It's exactly, like I said before, he put the time in and spent time at the houses that he wanted to. That's what it comes down to. Um, Cody then says that Janelle has made it pretty clear to him that she's enjoying her life without him. And, you know, she'll tell Cody that she hasn't missed him much. And I you know Cody claims he wants to work on it and fix it but he also then in the next sentence will be like but I'm not going to go to a place where I'm not respected. And this is where he drops the line love doesn't matter to me. Respect matters to me. And Suki like kind of looks away when he says this and you can totally tell that Suki's like oh god this man is unhinged. And that's like I'm also like what a sad way to live. And like does he not realize that love and respect like go hand in hand that you respect people you love and that it, it's just so everything is so behavior based with Cody. It's gross. Like it's just so conditional his love and except with Robin, except with Robin. And now we're saying it. <laughs> um, And so, you know, like I said, Cody continues to, uh, say, you know, he wants to fix it and stuff, you know, oh, this is kind of stupid for two people who love each other, I don't know if Janelle Janelle loves you anymore, Cody, um, but he's also, he has a big problem with the fact that Janelle and Christine are friends now, and he wishes that they could have been good sister wives for, you know, when they were all together, I guess, still, uh. You know, Christine equates it to pretty much that they all have changed, Cody has changed as a husband, and Janelle just wants a good dad for her kids. Okay, sure. Suki then asks uh, Cody if he could, if he was able to reconcile with the boys, would that change the outcome of him and Janelle sustaining the marriage? And Cody says, yeah, obviously that would, If we could probably reconcile, um, you know, and this is, he goes into like, oh, this is how plural mar- marriage is a struggle. You know, if I have a relationship, it's because we've worked and done the right things in the relationship. And then, you know, he goes on about how, you know, Robin's two adult children were able to completely comply with him. Again, comply, his love language. Um, and that is a perfect example in Cody's mind of how respect was given to him. Oh my God god the demented ass fucking things this man says um you know and Suki asked Janelle when you were talking about you know when she was talking about the indifference that she felt for her and Cody's relationship is this around the time that she started making the choices about the RV and you know doing all that little house on the prairie bullshit Janelle says that Cody always found a reason besides looking at himself love that To justify why he's having a problem with you. And so the independence conversation saying, you know, oh, you're too independent. You're not acting like a married couple is a weird turn because before Janelle said it had never been a problem with him. Um, And in that moment, she was facing not having housing and facing a situation where she was hoping to get on Coyote Pass and build for years. But of course, like we have said before, they keep throwing objections all the time. Um, and this is interesting. Janelle says they spent money to get Christine into her house and they spent a lot of money. Janelle says a lot of money to get Robin into her house. That million dollar McMansion in the forest. Janelle says that depleted their accounts and she's simply asking for them to finish the commitment of paying off the land. She's like, hey, I helped your wives get into houses. Help me get into mine. Plain and simple. Suki asks if Robin didn't have that house, would the land be paid off? And Janelle immediately says yes. She says if she was prioritized, they would have figured out how to pay off Coyote Pass, and she would have had that house. Um, It's always, you know, Janelle says it was always about, oh, we have to budget and all this, but none of it was a concern when they were finding Robin a house. Remember? Remember? You know, because Robin was leaving it up to the rental angel- angels that she was going to find something. and But no, look at this. They actually found a million-dollar house with seven bedrooms that she can live in. Oh, it's kismet. <laughs> so Suki says to Robin, um, you know, Janelle wants to live in Coyote Pass. And Robin is still claiming that she does too. Okay, nobody believes you, Robin. And Suki says it's like Janelle was kind of crucified from Cody for being too independent. And Robin says, yep. That's them being stupid, and that's them making stupid choices, and she just wants to be left out of it, all right? Innocent baby angel Robin, she wants no part in those stupid decisions they're making, okay? Suki says, um, you know, they see her having a functioning relationship with Cody, and Robin says, oh, well, they don't see the fights and arguments, because she doesn't air them. She doesn't do that, okay? Like those other bitches Robin's, (laughs) Cody's married to, Suki says that Robin mentions, um, you know, that she doesn't let Cody leave when they have an argument, but Cody likes to walk out on the wives a lot. So, you know, a lot of the wives are always wondering, how does Robin get him to stay and not, not walk away? This is where Robin agrees that Cody does walk, a lot, walk away from his wife's conversations. Um, but when the wet pencil comment wasn't weird enough, this is when Robin says that she treats her husband like her best customer and that the other one, wa- uh, her uh, excuse me her best customer i don't robin do you realize how fucked that sounds and it's so bizarre like your husband isn't a customer he's not somebody that you're providing a service or customer service for he's a partner he's somebody that you build a life with what a bizarro fucking thing to say But, like, this is also how she goes into, Robin says, you know, she doesn't do all the bad stuff that probably the other wives have done to Cody. Like, you know, she doesn't hit below the belt or name call or give the silent treatment, you know, because she, and she has to reiterate, she just treats him like her best customer. So then I have to ask, so are you saying that your relationship is transactional with Cody? Is that what she's considering it? I don't think Robin realizes that that phrase, uh... Does not sound good. And I'm not talking, oh, you sound like a whore or a sex worker. Uh, that's a weird interaction and a weird way to to consider, like, your relationship with your husband. He's your best customer. So you... Uh, like, he's paying you for a service and that service is respect and, like, obedience. Ugh, that just gives me full body. Like, that's bone-chilling to think. Ugh. Um, so then Robin says, you know... Uh, this is how she's always been. And, you know, she's tired of being punished and blamed because she's just communicating. This is when Robin knows it's time to pull the waterworks. And she starts getting very weepy. She says, you know, she's tired of being punished for communicating. And that's a bad, or like, that's a bad thing because it's not. And Robin says she doesn't let Cody push her around. And she says her truth. You know, she says her truth when she speaks to him because he's my best customer. (laughs) What a weird. And I don't think anybody thought that Cody pushed you around, Robin. We all know Cody listens to you. Nobody thinks he's pushing you around. We think that you and Cody have a. Well, apparently you have a transactional customer respect. I don't know. Maybe they do like role playing of like cashier and, you know, customer (laughs) role playing. And so really he is her best customer in the bedroom. I don't know. What a. That's so fucking bizarre. That's never going to escape my mind. I'm going to be like 80 on my deathbed and be like, remember that time when Robin said that Cody is her best customer? (laughs) I won't remember anything else of my life, but I'll just remember that. Uh, So, um, Suki then asked Janelle, uh, if she could ever get back to her, oh no, wait, sorry, I forgot. Um, Anyways, so yeah, Robin is saying that she doesn't let Cody push her around. You know, she says her truth, blah, blah, blah. And she expects her him to treat her the same way. And so she's not going to be apologizing, um, you know, for having a good relationship with Cody when other people don't. She's like, that's on you, boo. <laughs> that's essentially what Robin's saying. So Suki asked Janelle if she could ever go back to a romantic relationship with Cody. And pretty much in so many words, Janelle is like, no. I mean... She says she's not waiting for him, and she's mourned the part of their life that is gone. And she says it wasn't heartbreaking for her like it was for Christine. She just mourned and moved on. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Janelle has any interest in fixing or having a romantic relationship with Cody. Like, this is essentially the same tune Cody has been having about Mary for years. and. Frankly, I love to see it. (laughs) Janelle says, you know, they did have a good run, and in about three months from when this was filmed, they would have been married for 30 years. Um, You know, which is sad, but also, like, just because you've been together for a long, long time doesn't mean you have to stay unhappy, So Suki asks if she would call him on the anniversary, like, oh, hey, let's go out to dinner, or should he call her? And this is interesting. We found out that Janelle says that they blew, he blew off their last anniversary and didn't even call her last year. Um, So I guess they had this big fight right before Christmas. I think the one they're talking about where Janelle, or Cody yells at Cody. Yeah, Cody yells at Janelle for not being culpable and all that type of shit. Um, and so they didn't communicate or anything. Cody didn't acknowledge Christmas or anything. And then same with their anniversary. Um, I'm pretty sure they were married in January. I'm pretty sure they were married on Mary's birthday, which like, no wonder things weren't good from the beginning. (laughs) Those two, if that's the case, like, Hey honey, I'm getting married on your birthday. (laughs) Um, but also just like we heard with Mary, Cody blew off their anniversary, um, You know, so Janelle says she thinks it could be there with Cody, but it would require so much change on both their parts that she's not sure. I love it. I love Janelle since she's like, I don't know if I really want to change that much for that guy. (laughs) He he's not worth it anymore. Um, you know, and but this is interesting. You know, remember this whole family was religious at one point. Janelle brings up that she's having a hard time reconciling her faith. And her deep belief in her faith and, like, her testimony for, uh, plural marriage, you know, but she also doesn't want to have Cody come back because she's really, really happy. Um, and so Suki asks, so is the door still open? And Janelle says, yeah, it has to be, but I'm not sure if I want anyone to come through it. Uh, Janelle's done, done. She's just putting it really, really nicely at this point. Um... Suki then asked Christine, where does this put Janelle if, you know, Cody has his life partner and soulmate, like she says in Robin? Christine says, you know, it's very unfair of her to feel the way that she does about Cody and plural marriage, you know, and it's unfair for her to think this way to Mary and Janelle, but she says that she just doesn't feel like Cody has the ability and the capacity for plural marriage anymore. Um, And she was honest about this feeling with Janelle. Can we also, this is, we start bringing up talk about, cody taking another wife soon can we bring up the fact that cody is 55 years old and has 18 kids he needs to stop with the polygamy shtick and just raise the kids he has and fucking grow old this man doesn't need to be courting anybody he doesn't need to be having any more kids he needs to take some fucking metamucil get a knee brace and and calm the fuck down Go home, Cody, and be with your one wife. Stop doing this polygamy thing, okay? You're done. Hang your shoes up. Your wet pencil is dry. Get it all. You're done. You're done. Cody then says to Suki he's right on the verge of not even being a polygamist and has been a part of his identity for 30-something years. You know, and Cody claims, oh, he's always been someone to look for the future, a forward-thinking guy, but lately... He's been looking back a lot and just regretting the past. So is that Cody's way of saying he knows he fucked up? And that he's in the wrong? I don't I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, now we're back to Mary. Remember Mary <laughs> you know, that old thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Suki says, You've been in this for a very, very long time. Are you gonna try and stay into are you going to try and stay in it until Cody realizes what he has in you? Ha <laughs> Ah. (laughs) and then mary says i don't think cody has realized the shit that i am and like she starts she starts to kind of acknowledge like oh if he hasn't realized it yet he probably won't um you're about five years too late to this realization mary but go off and then mary goes into this whole thing about oh people change and you know maybe now he's just at this place that he knows mary isn't for him anymore and now he's able to say it Mm, Mary, he's been saying it for a while. It's been a while. You just are now getting to a place where you're okay with it. Let's be real, honey. <clears throat> Sorry, I just got something in my throat. Anyways, Suki then asked Mary, do you wait? <laughs> like, she's pretty much like, so do you keep continuing to be a fucking loser? A pathetic ass? And Mary says, I don't know. Time will tell. It's for me to decide. He's decided, so now what? Yeah, exactly, Mary. So now what? Now, we do know she's been posting weird cryptic Instagrams, you know, her hiding half her face behind a book, and, you know, there's so much more to the story and all this. It's like, okay, so what is it? Like, decide something. What is it, Mary? Because right now you're given nothing. <laughs> um, Then Suki asks Christine, do you think there's a world where Cody and Robin can be a monogamous couple? Christine says she definitely thinks that They're going to mourn the big family picture because, you know, it was a goal for them for a long time, blah, 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 blah. But she can't really see them looking for another wife after this. Again, let's fucking talk about how Cody is getting up there in age and doesn't need to be having any more kids. I'm sorry. I know men can have kids all the way until they're fucking 80 or something, but it's not fair to those kids. He already does not have a good relationship with all of the other ones that are older and he's spread so thin let this man, can Cody even, does Cody need Viagra probably? Stop, stop recreating little versions of this man. We need less Cody Brown DNA in the gene pool, okay? I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> um, Suki, you know, after hearing Christine say like, oh, they, they probably won't look for another wife, Suki's like, whoa, really? Robin has always wanted to live plural marriage. And Christine is like, uh, yeah, I know, but it's also a lot of work. And they already have so much failure behind them. I don't know if they'd want to risk that again. Also, if they're soulmates like I perceive them to be, is there any room for someone else? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Like, there, there is no one that's going to make... A good sister wife for them. Because Robin and Cody are in a monogamous relationship with each other. We'll say it all day. Okay? So Suki says that Cody has defined himself as a man who lives a plural life. Um, and so asks Cody, you know, or no, he asks Robin, do you think Cody would ever think about bringing on another sister wife? And Robin says, eh, I don't know. But Cody pretty much has told her no. And Suki then says, well, you know, if he can't reconcile with any of the wives and, you know, you want to live plural marriage, could you see asking Cody to take another wife? And Robin pretty much says, yes, she could. But she's also scared from everything that's happened. You know, she's so scared. But also remember, Cody is not scared of anything. He's only scared of poverty. So maybe he would be willing to take on another wife. I don't know. Um... And then Suki asks Robin if she can see herself living a monogamous life with Cody. So she kind of pauses and then she makes a big sigh. And she says, um, you know, she's really struggled with that. And, you know, the meaning of it. And, and is really struggling with her identity. You know, her identity is the favorite wife. It's really a struggle. So, you know, this, of course, prompts some more fake tears from Robin and, She goes on about, you know, her big fantasy has been taken from her. She wanted the big house and all of them, you know, to have their grandma ranch and where they all make their kids paint their houses and live that FLDS fantasy, whatever. This is where I'm like, Robin, go to therapy. You need to grieve this and stop blaming the wives for you not getting your weird FLDS dream, okay? That's not Christine or Janelle's fault. Like, you need to let that go. (laughs) <laughs> uh Suki asks Cody what his hopes and dreams are for Christine, and Cody says that one of his kids told him once that, Dad, Mom told me that you found your soulmate and that she wants hers. Well, Cody just hopes that Christine finds her soulmate, and that's where he, that's all he's got to say for Christine. Um, and Suki says that she's hopeful that Cody will find his happily ever after. You're a very nice person, Suki. I would not be able to say that to him. Uh, And then he ends by saying, I hope I find a happy and beautiful place with Janelle and they can reconcile with the kids. Well, you probably won't get that beautiful place with Janelle, but maybe the boys will see your apology and think about talking to you. (laughs) Maybe. Just maybe. Um... And like I said, so that's the end of the tell-all. Interestingly, they did not bring up, like I said, Gabe's crying when, COVID, when Cody Cody had COVID and forgot his birthday. I really would have loved to see Cody and Robin's reaction to that because I would have loved to see the fake tears that Robin would have tried to pull out um, of that situation. But I guess we can't get everything we want, huh? <laughs> Anyways... Wow, we have finished an entire season of Sister Wives on the podcast. It feels like a big full circle moment a little bit here. Um, Anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you over the last 19 episodes. uh, This is episode 19. Thank you so much for the support and the listens. I can't wait for the new stuff that I want to talk about. Um, I think I am going to cover some old episodes of Sister Wives. I had someone email me and ask me to. And it actually made me feel really good. They were saying, oh, you covered the season so well. Um, I think you would do really great covering old episodes. And I was like, shit, okay, maybe I will. And what's nice about the old episodes is they're already out, so I don't have to wait until Sunday morning and take notes and do my recording and everything all in one day. So that actually may be helpful. Also, another listener asked me if I was going to be covering Married at First Sight, um, which I, I watch here and there, so the new season just started, they're in, where are they this season? Nashville! Nashville! Um... And so I did watch the first episode. I probably will do a roundup episode about the couples and the weddings initially. Uh, I won't cover every week because every episode is, like, two hours long. And that's just, that's so much note-taking and stuff like that. And if I want to cover other things and, like, watch 90 Day Fiance or The Circle or stuff like that, um, I don't know if I'll be able to do that weekly. I just, I guess I'm not a hard enough worker. I'm just not willing to get off my ass and work. (laughs) Anyways, um... So, yeah, I think next week, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm I'm going to think about it. Maybe it may be a, may be a hodgepodge episode of kind of a bunch of stuff. Maybe some Sister Wives. Maybe we'll just wait and see, will we? <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you again so much for listening. This has been a ride. Season 17 was damn good. I'm excited. Uh, I've already seen pictures of Christine. She posted, God, like a month or so ago that she was filming in her new house in Salt Lake City. So, we're getting to season 18. I don't know what it's going to look like, what the intro is going to be. You know, what, what are those rings going to look like? Hmm. Time will tell. Time will tell. (laughs) Anyways, uh, thank you all. Have a wonderful week. Be good to one another. Don't be an asshole. Bye. This has been a production of C Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV or on Twitter at Advent in Reality.